You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now, from BetQL, it's time for the Daily Tip with Michael Jenkins. Dang it, he's talented. And let's be honest, I go for ambition, not luck. And Chelsea Messenger. Don't kill the messenger, or the messenger will kill you. Hey, Dad, don't forget about me, the dunkster. Presented by BetMGM. <laughs> It is our three of the Daily Tip from BetQL, presented by BetMGM, the Friday morning good time edition. Coming up, we will help you win your NFL bets with a couple of great guests. This hour, we start with Alex Gold, host of Cody and Gold on Sports Radio 610 in Kansas City. At 820, we head to the NFC, bring in TJ Reeves, the sideline reporter for the Tampa Bay Bucks. And then finally, at 845, our best bets. Chelsea, we were talking about bad social media takes and i i heard another one for the books this week there was a guy yesterday after i said i think i like the bills and this guy come has the audacity to say you know what if the nfl didn't protect patrick mahomes like it always protected tom brady we'd all realize patrick mahomes is mid he's just a mid average quarterback oh, no. and so is oh, his no. wife and i was like oh my god what okay. does she have to do with me <laughs> i know i swear to god i was like first of all Brittany mahomes has nothing to do with this secondly what football fan in his or her right mind could ever make an argument that patrick mahomes is just some just some guy like he's Trevor Simeon or something. I mean, when I say the world is getting dumber, this is what I'm talking about. I don't care if you hate the Chiefs, but I've never heard anyone ever who follows football say, "Oh yeah, he's just a he's just a guy." Like I, my head was going to explode. I got to take a break from social media this weekend. I just think when people say mid, like who's the basis there? I'm pretty sure there are a ton of NFL teams that would do some really bad things to have Patrick Mahomes as their quarterback. Like, look at these teams just floundering, trying to find even a mediocre quarterback. So, yeah, these people don't know what they're talking about. And I feel like some people say stuff just to be inflammatory. So, like, that's the problem with social media. That's what gets attention. Like, those are going to get the responses. Mm -hmm. And then you see that pop up on your timeline. So, of course, this is a stupid take. Patrick Mahomes is making, what, $500 million for a reason. Yeah, he's already a Hall of Famer. It's not even it's not even up for debate. Like it's not even worth a discussion. Oh, let's talk to someone who does know what he's talking about. Of course, I'm talking about Alex Gold, host of Cody and Gold on Sports Radio 610 in Kansas City, host of that betting show as well. You can hear him across the BetQL network. Alex, what makes Patrick Mahomes so average? 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he just struggles in big moments, guys. He struggles yeah. in those big moments. If he could finally get over the hump and, and finally win something of value, then we can finally recognize what he is as a quarterback. But no, you know, that's the kind of crazy stuff we see all the time uh, now here in, in Kansas City. You know, it's it's part of the, you know, when you're when you're at the top, whether it was LeBron James, mm-hmm. any of the greats, right? Like you're going to yeah. be uh, seeing haters all the time, but it's great to be on with you guys. Right. And you could have said that about the Eagles who are nowhere to be found right now, you know? So why aren't we talking about them? But I have a lot of questions about the Chiefs and I'm pretty sure everybody does because it has been a confounding team to watch this season, most namely because of their receivers. So here is my biggest question. If we couldn't trust the Chiefs during the regular season in some of these big moments and it's not Patrick Mahomes fault, why should we trust them this weekend against the Bills? That's a great question. It's a fair question, and that has been the question really of the entire season. By the time the Chiefs get to the postseason, are they a team that can, in this case, go on the road as well for the first time and win a game? I think what has changed Mm -hmm. here a little bit and has given some Chiefs fans a little bit more confidence is not only more and more proof that this defense is the real deal. I think you you make an argument for the Ravens, but if not, it's the Chiefs is the best defense remaining in the postseason, one of the best defenses in football. So that's a big reason for it. And then the other end is here the last couple of weeks, and it's really just two games, so it's a small sample size. It's Cincinnati, and it's the Dolphins. Not great defenses by any means, but the Chiefs have started to look a little bit better, realizing who they are in 2023, now 2024, which is, hey, you're not the offense from 22, from 21. You're not the top five, top three offense. That's not who you are. You're not going to just sling it around for 450 yards you know, on, on a regular basis, although they did go over 400 yards this past weekend. You're going to have to be maybe a little bit more of a power running team. Lean into that a little bit. Make sure you just key in on Pacheco, Rasheed Rice, Travis Kelsey, and stop trying to make Canarius Tony something that he's just not. <laughs> stop trying to make Marquez Valdez-Scantling something that he's not. And I think that is what has helped this team. And that's why we've seen a little bit better performance for them. And it doesn't mean this offense is fixed. I mean, they still have some red zone problems and they're going to have to be better in the red zone. But that's why there's a little bit more confidence and belief here in Kansas City that they look better offensively uh, for the most part. How much of the the issues with the receivers, maybe issues is too strong, but obviously there's been a, a bit of a downtick. But how much of that can be overcome when you have a combination like Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid? Because scheme-wise, I feel like if there's a head coach that can scheme guys open and make up for any deficiencies, it's certainly a guy who has the history that Andy Reid has. Well, they've tested the limits of it this year, right? I mean, you know, yeah. that, that's where the front office has faced a lot of criticism all year long because in the offseason, there were a lot of people banging on the door to go and get DeAndre Hopkins, you know, to go and find some other pieces. And we know they did not do that. They had a lot of faith and belief. And they were wrong about their their evaluation of, I mentioned Tony, but Sky Moore as well, the, the second-year receiver. A lot of people thought, oh, he's going to step into that slot-wide receiver role. He's going to take everything McCall Hardman did and more. And we know that just does not happen. He now has also uh, been hurt. He's been designated to return from IR. So, no, I, I think the, the limits have been pushed. That's why Patrick Mahomes statistically has had the worst year of his career, although I think there is actually an argument to be made based off of what he has dealt with with the receiver's uh, with the the offensive tackle play at times that this has actually been one of his more impressive seasons if you step back a little bit and don't just box score watch the fact that they still won the division the fact that they still were a number three seed and we all know that this game probably is not in Buffalo and the Bills may not be in the playoffs if it's not for 
Canarius Tony just being offside, you know, and this team is maybe the number two seed. So it's, it's amazing how many of these little mistakes, though, have held the team back. And, and Mahomes is not immune to criticism by any means. I, I think after a while, a lot of frustration set in on his part, and he was trying to do too much, which then has led to those mistakes, has led to those interceptions, and that is something that, that he has got to avoid on Sunday night. Okay, from a props perspective, I am trying to decide – which player that I want to play for the Chiefs? I'm looking at either Rasheed Rice, who has had back-to-back games over the century mark, or do I go with Isaiah Pacheco? Like, obviously, they both could hit, but I'm thinking that this game is maybe a little bit more back and forth than what we saw against the Dolphins. So maybe the run game isn't as heavily involved, but you just said it. The Chiefs are more of a running offense than they used to be. Can you point me in the right direction here? Yeah, I, so here's a prop with Pacheco, and I don't, I don't know if this is what you were looking at uh, necessarily the yardage for me for Pacheco. I actually like the rushing attempt over it. Let me explain why. So you can find it at over 14 and a half. I think it's minus 120 or so right now. So can he get 15 or more carries? He's done that 14 times, uh, got over 14, 10 times, I should say. And he just came off a 24-carry performance against the Dolphins. Now, I don't know if Andy Reid is willing to go back-to-back games where he gets over 20 carries, although I think he should. That, to me, is part of the winning formula this weekend. But Isaiah Pacheco rushing attempt over is one that I really like. No Jarek McKinnon in the mix. He's still on IR. So really, in terms of anybody stealing carries, it's you know it's Clyde Edwards-Alaire, and I, you know we're talking two or three carries, I think, at, at most. Um, so I really like Pacheco over. Um, and when you're mentioning Rasheed Rice, I mean, how can you not like the 68 and a half over, though? I mean, so yes, answer, you know, I'm answering your question, but really both, um, based off of what he has done now for this offense, two straight 100-plus yard performances. Mm-hmm. And as I said, they have recognized who they are on offense. Stop trying to make other guys be who they're not. Lean on your best playmakers. And Rasheed Rice is their best playmaker outside of Travis Kelsey in the passing game. And so I think he can get over 70 yards again. I believe they'll give him 10-plus targets in this game. We're talking with Alex Gold. He is host of Colding and Gold on Sports Radio 610 in Kansas City. Also host of that betting show as well on Sports Radio 610. Follow him on Twitter at Alex Gold. In his career as an underdog, I believe Patrick Mahomes is 9-2-1 and against the number, which is remarkable. What makes him, in your mind, so good when he's going into a rare situation in which he and the Chiefs are not the favorites. So I, I love this storyline, and I get why it's a storyline, because it is. It's this next challenge, I guess, in Mahomes' mm-hmm. career. There's not many of them left, which is, you know, go on the road for the first time. But I'm sure you guys have dug into the numbers, not just against the spread, but statistically in the regular season on the road, he's actually better. And so, you know, mm-hmm. I, I know why it's a storyline, but it's not as if he's turning into a pumpkin all of a sudden just because he goes on the road. <laughs> in Buffalo this weekend, but I get it. You know, his touchdown numbers are better. His yardage is better. His completion percentage is better. And why does it happen? I think you look, some of the great ones in, in sports history thrive in these underdog roles. You know, Patrick Mahomes was asked about being a villain and he kind of enjoys that. And and I think we just see that with competitive guys they just step up. They embrace that. And I expect him to do the same thing. If the chiefs lose on Sunday night against Buffalo, I I don't believe it's going to be because of a poor performance from Mahomes. I, I think it would likely be because once again, they had some turnovers, some guys had some drops. You know, that to me is probably how they lose this game, not that Patrick Mahomes just made all sorts of mistakes. And in fact, when he when he doesn't throw an interception this season, he is undefeated. So it sounds oh, very wow. simple, but that 
But that has been the story for him this season. When he isn't pressing at all, uh, they're, they're winning these football games. And so I just think the great ones in sports step up. And Josh Allen, look, I mean, he's, he to me has more pressure in this game than Patrick Mahomes. I know the bar here in Kansas City is always Super Bowl or bust when you have Mahomes, you have Kelsey and Reed in this core still together. So I don't want to make it seem like that they're not expected to do what they're doing right now. But Josh Allen would drop to 0-3 in the playoffs to Patrick Mahomes if he loses. And this is the Bills' shot, right? Like They've been waiting for Kansas City mm-hmm. to come to Kansas City. They, you know, There's been a lot of thought that, hey, what happens when they come to our building? And we just had someone on from Buffalo, and they agreed. I mean, that's, that is the thought in, in, in Buffalo. So I think all of that puts more pressure actually on Josh Allen than Patrick Mahomes. Okay, we got to talk about Travis Kelsey. Is he broken? Is he fixable? Is he ever going to turn into the target that we used to see in the postseason? So I think there's a balance here. My co-host and I go back and forth because he's a believer that Kelsey just will never age. And I'm like, come on, we've been talking, we've been having this oh. conversation. Uh, for two or th- <laughs> no. we've been, yeah, we've been having this conversation for two or three years. And I, I have said, look, man, they, they, they all fall off or they retire before they do. So that, that part, I agree with you. But I also think there's balance. What I mean by that is I also have seen a lot of people suggesting that like, oh, he's going out like this and like, the guy was 16 yards away from a thousand yards guys you know he, he was still other than Sam Laporta I would argue was the you know the second best if not third best tight end in football this year so is he the same tight end no I, I agree with you I do not think he is the same player he was a year or two ago I think father time has caught up but if this is what father time catching up looks like the guy was still nearly a thousand yard receiver I thought this last week he looked fresher he did have three drops which is something that he cannot yeah. have against Buffalo but if you look at the game and just him moving in the game, where sometimes he looks like he's just you know barely moving out there, I thought that was better this last week after having a week off, and he had his highest target share since week seven, which you know it was only I think it was like thirty one percent or so, but he had his highest target share of the season since week seven, and I thought that was notable. I think he is a little fresher um, because he has been beat up. Let's not forget you know the beginning of the season. I don't know if I was on with you guys before that Lions game. But he had that bone bruise. He had that hyperextended knee. And, and I think that kind of set him back a little bit. So I, I think, mm-hmm. you know, there's balance. I agree with you, Chelsea, that he's not the same guy. But also, like, if this is what it looks like when you're washed, then uh, I think every player in football will take a 1,000-yard season still at this point. Cody, we got uh, about two and a half minutes left before we go to break here. But what's going to happen this weekend? You know this team. What do you see going down in Buffalo? So my biggest concern, uh, and and if you tell me the Chiefs lose, I I would wonder if it means that the tackles for Kansas City really struggle. Talk about the left tackle, Donovan Smith, right tackle, Jawan Taylor. You know, they they didn't have a a defense go up against them last week in Miami that I felt could really test that. You know, all the injuries, like who was going to really get after the passer if you are after, yeah, after the passer if you were the Dolphins. Well, I, I think the Bills have the personnel to do that. And so I'm a little concerned about Jawan Taylor at right tackle. We know he's the king of penalties, false starts, holding calls, you name it. And then Donovan Smith, the left tackle, looks like he'll get the start over the rookie, Wanye Morris. And, you know, he, he has been beat, you know, at times this year. So I, that's the area I'll be, I'll be watching. Um, but I, I think Kansas City's defense is going to hold Josh Allen in check. They did a good job with him on the ground last go around. In that last game, there was no Drew Tranquil, the linebacker. Nick Bolton was just coming back off the IR. I think they're going to control the running game of Cook and Josh Allen a little bit better. And so I believe the Chiefs are going to cover the number. I think it's a coin flip type of game, but I'll take the team getting points in this spot. So give me the Chiefs, the plus three. And I think this is like a 27-23 type of football game in which the Chiefs do win and likely head to Baltimore for their sixth straight AFC title game. 
Oh, it's going to be the marquee game. Can't wait for it. He is Alex Gold, host of Cody and Gold on Sports Radio 610 in Kansas City, host of that betting show as well. Catch him across the BetQL network. Alex, always a pleasure. We appreciate the insight. Hey, thanks, guys. You bet. Oh, man, just hearing him talk, that gets me excited. This is the game, right? Isn't this the one that everyone's looking forward to based on the history between these two teams? I feel like it is. Yeah, it feels like the AFC Championship. Yeah, it it really does. It sure does. Coming up in five minutes, is there more Mayfield magic in store for Tampa Bay come Sunday afternoon? Find out when we chat with Bucks sideline reporter TJ Reeves. She's Chelsea Messenger. I'm Michael Jenkins. It is the Daily Tip from BetQL presented by BetMGM. Hour three rolling on next. Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. On the BetQL Network. Welcome back to the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. With Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger on the BetQL Network. Maybe he's the good luck charm for the Bucs. Since, of course, the Bucs are in Florida, I have some Florida news, Chelsea. My God, I am so ready for this era to end. Miami Hurricanes tied in Cam McCormick. I was not aware of Cam McCormick, but he has been granted a ninth year of eligibility. Now, listen, guys get injured. There was the COVID year. I get it. I want guys to fulfill their college dreams, but nine years. Like, come on, man, sir. I, this is an application to Arby's and I, what, what a career, what a career. It's just down the street here in Coral Gables, but I need you to make room for another player. And I need you to get out into the real world. Nine years of college football. Good for him. I want him to be healthy, but my God, this whole area where you've got, not oh, this guy, he's played for five different teams. He's 27, finally wrapping up his college football career. I'm ready for this era to be over. Think about this from like a parent's perspective, where I guess he's making money. Like one would think he's probably making money, right? If he's playing for Miami in the NIL days. But what are you going to do if you don't go to the NFL? And you spent nine years in college where the rest of the workforce already has like several years ahead of you when it comes to experience. Like, do you ever think about this? Because I am dealing with this. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm not, but my husband is. My husband's back in school. He played professional baseball for 11 years. And Mm -hmm. now he is in the same shoes as these like 21 year old kids. Like these are his classmates that he's like responding to on message boards. So like he made a good amount of money, you know, playing baseball, but now he's so far behind the curve because nobody right. plays baseball forever. So, like, I'm thinking the same thing for this kid, that if he doesn't go to the NFL, is he putting himself behind? He's not going to the NFL. He's not going to the NFL. I honestly, I'd kind of like to see him get a decade at this point. I'd like to see someone say, I played college football for 10 years. 
I mean, we've come this far. You know what I mean? Let's just say I played. Yeah, what'd you play? Oh, I played from 2014 to 2024. Wait, what? What'd you just say to me? Yeah, I played 10 years for the Hurricanes. Like, as a, did you coach? After, no, no, no. 10 straight years on the field. <laughs> it's unbelievable uh, to me. Good for you, Cam. Just keep it going, buddy. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes, you stay in school until you're 45. That's what you got to do. Let's stay in Florida and bring in TJ Reeves. You know him, you love him. As the Bucks sideline reporter, host of Three Dog Thursday, and NFL and college football podcast as well. TJ, good to see you. And we are going to talk Bucks and Lions, of course. Now, set me straight here. Please put mm. my moral compass. Nine years is too compass. long. I'll set is you straight. It, okay. Nine years <laughs> is too long. Okay. Yes. That's all I needed to know. I love how like, Chelsea slid in there. I love how she slid in there that her husband is challenging the 20 and 21 year olds on the message boards and she didn't miss a beat. She just slid it in there because it's obviously an issue in the house and she just had to stick the knife in a little bit there. I understand that. Continue on my friend. Well, well, because he's talking about like who's in his class and then he was saying, oh yeah, one of the basketball players is in my class. Like his discussions haven't been super great um, because they have to respond to each other. In the online classes, they have to respond to each other's like right. message boards. Like that's the right. way that they have like the class discussions. So it's just funny to me. And I'm like, well, yeah, he's like 20. Like it's well, a different exactly. life. You got the 11, the 12, 13 years on him. And that's the whole point with the Miami player, which by the way, if neither Joe Biden nor Donald Trump wins the election, he will have played during four different presidential administrations. If somebody oh for later God. this year, so just contemplate that for a minute. <laughs> Obama, Trump, Biden, and potentially somebody else. But I digress. I know you don't have me here for presidential history. Continue on. Cam, who was the who was the president <laughs> when you started playing for Miami? <laughs> Gerald Ford. Gerald Ford. It's been quite a ride for me. <laughs> Okay, TJ. So we got to talk about this Bucks game, and yes. I'll ask very simply: Can can Baker Mayfield sustain this level of play? At first, it was oh, it's an anomaly, right? It's oh, this this guy's a journeyman now, and then it was wow, this is a nice stretch. Is it to the point now where this is who he is this season? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The simple answer is yes, it can yeah. sustain and just ask the Philadelphia Eagles or ask the Green Bay Packers with what he did at Lambeau or the Atlanta Falcons in the final seconds of that regular season game in uh, in mid-December. The guy has delivered over and over and over again. And if we see the Baker Mayfield that we saw Monday night against the Philadelphia Eagles, the Bucks have a tremendous chance to win this game. I think they got a tremendous chance to win the game anyway, uh, just because of the composure that they have played with the fact that the defense is more aggressive and has been better. And uh, you got playmakers. You got playmakers on both sides of the ball. So this is going to be fascinating with a Detroit team that hasn't breathed, sniffed, anything like this. Going back to the first, while we talk presidents, George Bush administration, Bush 41. That's the last time the Lions were in the divisional round of the playoffs. It has been a while. 
The Buccaneers have been in this round in 2020 and 2021 with a lot of guys on this current team that were involved in it. So that's advantage Buccaneers, you would have to think. Right. Maybe some strategery. I don't know if we were talking about George Bush or George W. Bush. <laughs> Bush, but Bush to throw 41. That. Bush 41. 1992. That January of 1992. Well, right. Is that W? The other one is Bush. The other one is Bush 43. W. Uh, w. As it's known there in China. Well, this yes, is so. <laughs> it's not a presidential podcast. So I didn't exactly. know. I just know him as W and just George Bush. So that's W's how I do it. daddy. W's daddy gotcha. was the president the last time the Lions were in the divisional round uh, way back. So it, it, it has been a while. Okay, so let's look at the regular season matchup between these two. And it was a while ago, so, you know, we know that. Teams change and teams get better down the stretch. But back in October, the Lions took it to the Bucks, 20-6. to 6. Jared Goff had 353 yards through the air. So is there something that's different about this time's matchup that you know maybe there's some adjustments made or do you think jared goff is somebody that's gonna have a lot of success again he had a month a month to throw the football he had all of october to throw the football in the game in tampa and Ah. i think they will be more aggressive blitzing him they blitzed from everywhere on monday night uh they blitzed from saint petersburg they blitzed from the (laughs) betql studios (laughs) Uh, against Jalen Hurts, and I think you will see more of that, including early on in the game uh, at Ford Field. The Bucks bringing two guys and maybe even three guys on some different pressures uh, with the blitz up front. So let's see. Let's see what it looks like because, again, we saw the movie in October that if he's got time to throw, he was 30 of 40 in the game. I mean, it's one thing to be three out of four or to be like seven out of ten, but to be 30 out of 40 in the game, he had too much time to throw and carved the buck defense up, especially in the second half of that game. We're talking with TJ Reeves, the Bucks sideline reporter, also host of Three Dog Thursday, the podcast, and play-by-play for Compass Media as well. He does it all. So, TJ, I want to go back to Baker for, for just a second and talk about not what he's done on the field, but guys sort of responding to him. And I thought Dan Campbell had a very interesting quote talking about Baker. And I'm, I'm sure you saw this where he said, you know, back when he was at Oklahoma, he comes out and he threw to everyone. He had his own That's workouts. Right. It, did, it didn't matter who it was. He was out there making sure his guys on his team had the best workout they could have in order to potentially make the pros. And he said, I see why people respond to him. So when you hear something like that, is that part of the equation as well? Not just him playing better on the field, but also people responding to him in the locker room? Yes, Again, in a word, yes, leadership, and it's been there. And the fact that he has been there before, I think I joked with you guys last week, but I keep using my punchlines everywhere, so I'll use it again. If he can win a playoff (laughs) game in Cleveland, which he did, that should count as three playoff wins. And he did that. (laughs) And he has brought some of that leadership, some of that swagger, you know, follow me. He had a couple of plays in that Eagles game where he took off running with the football uh, and, and loves to lower the shoulder. Uh, Sometimes when he does that to his own physical detriment and risk doing that some of the time, guys gravitate to that. Guys gravitate to uh, his leadership and to his toughness. And, uh, that I mean, this team right now is together. People keep asking me, what have they found in the back half of the season? They have played more aggressively. Baker Mayfield has played better, and they are together. They are this right now, and that makes them dangerous going to Detroit. 
Okay, so Tampa Bay has been one of those teams that has been criminally undervalued this season. One of the best criminally. teams at covering the numbers. Did you say criminally? Of... You didn't say creamly. Criminally. Criminally. They're criminally undervalued. <laughs> you knew what I was saying. Um, but yeah, my attempt was not great. But still, okay. they have been a team that has been very undervalued. We'll just use the small world uh, I agree with from you. now on. Uh, so 12 and six against the number, one of the best marks in the NFL. So now they're getting six and a half points. Do you think this is a case of this is too many points? Or is there a case for the Bucks to win this game outright? Both A and B. It is too many points. And there is a real case that the Buccaneers can win this game on Sunday, particularly if they handle the start to the game, which this would be fascinating, too, because this is what you do on the morning tip. If the Lions get an early touchdown like they did against the Rams last week and you could suddenly, how shall we say, short-term invest on a live line, you might take a long look at the live line because I think this team can hang right in there and be there in the fourth quarter in a one-score game with a chance to win the game and you get extra added value. Just a little tip on the morning tip here on a Friday uh, for the Buccaneers and the Lions. Um, uh, Bear in mind, the Buccaneers are one of only three teams that did not score a touchdown on their opening drive all season long. They had several field goals. They got first and goal inside the five and even inside the two on a couple of occasions, but they don't have a touchdown. They, they drove down the other night and scored on the Eagles. So you won't get as good of value live if the Bucks drive down and score right away. But if the Lions do what they did against the Rams and jump out with an early touchdown or an early 10-point lead, might be a little value on the Buccaneers. That's the start that Tampa Bay is trying to avoid, though. You do not want to be behind double figures in the first half with that roaring crowd, but there is real value right now on, on the Bucs, uh, even on the uh, on the money line, as you see there on the screen. Ooh. TJ, if you're not familiar with Tampa Bay, let's say you're just kind of a casual NFL fan, you know about Baker, maybe you know about the Bucs loving to blitz, <laughs> but what is one thing about Tampa – that maybe would surprise people who don't follow the team closely, one of their real strengths. I think Antoine Winfield, the safety, who is not a household name, Antoine Winfield Mm -hmm. Jr., because his father was a Pro Bowl player and played in a Super Bowl in the NFL. Antoine Winfield Jr. should be getting votes for Defensive Player of the Year, and I have a feeling he's going to make one or two plays in this game, either sacks, takeaways. He is the only player in the NFL with at least – 10 pass breakups, at least five sacks, at least five forced fumbles, at least five recovered fumbles. The only one. Uh, And again, you got to be a special player to have that many pass breakups because that's not just pass rushers stripping the ball out and or recovering it. So he's a special player. He should get votes for defensive player of the year. He is arguably the Bucs' best player this season, better than Mayfield, better than Mike Evans. So watch out for Antoine Winfield. If you don't know a lot about these guys, Number 31, patrolling the defensive secondary, will make a play or two or more on Sunday afternoon. All right, I got a quick one. Baker Mayfield, passing yardage prop, 256 and a half. This seems really low. He's gone over this in four of his last five. I'm symbolically going thumbs up over, over. They're going to throw it. They're going to throw it a bunch. He should have had shoulda, coulda, woulda. He should have had 400 yards Monday night with the drops. He had two long ones to Mike Evans that weren't hauled in. He had another slant in the third quarter to Kyle, uh, to Kate Ott in the tight end, who would still be running on Friday morning had he caught the ball. (laughs) So, I mean, uh, the guy could have had a much more monster night than the 300-yard night he had. I'm giving you the thumbs up for over on that prop, I believe. 
Let's go. Let's go. He is TJ Reeves, Bucks sideline reporter, also host of Three Dog Thursday, an NFL and college football podcast. Make sure you download that. TJ, thank you so much for being with us. Good luck to your Bucks this weekend, and thank you for making me not feel like a jerk for giving Cam McCormick a hard time. I need a little backup on that one. Four presidential administrations. If it's somebody <laughs> other than Joe Biden or Donald Trump who wins in November, that would be interesting. Let's do That's this. Crazy. If and when the Buccaneers are in the NFC title game, have me back next week. I look forward to it. We will do that. That's a guarantee. Thank you, TJ. Ah, I remember when. A guarantee. I feel like you need to talk about this. Like the presidents, don't they always do the thumbs? Oh, yeah. What did, who did this? Was this, oh, this is Bill Clinton. You know, he always, he always did this, you know, Mm -hmm. Obama would say, let me be clear. Everybody has their own tells. This would be mine, the double thumbs up. Guys, hey. we're gonna re- <laughs> hey, we're, we're gonna reduce the deficit. <laughs> hey. hey, yes. Yes, there's nothing that people want to hear from the president than, than an impression of Fonzie. Guys, we got this. <laughs> hey, that'll work. Coming up next. It is a football Friday, so the least we can do is send you towards the weekend with some money in your pocket. It is the daily tip from Becula presented by Matt MGM. Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on the Daily Tip presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL Network. Let's get back to the Daily Tip with Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL Network. Chelsea Messenger, live in Nashville. Best bets coming your way shortly. All right, Chelsea. Didn't you say it was storming down there? Two days ago, you were... Now, I my memory's a little foggy here, so if I get this wrong, let me know. A couple days ago, it was snowing, and you were drinking booze with some high school kids and sledding down a hill. Do I have that story correct? No. There were some kids drinking booze and (laughs) snowboarding downhills, but I was not one of them because I am a middle-aged mom and I don't hang out with teen boys. (laughs) Okay, that's good. I'm glad we got that clarification. What are you going to do this weekend? Are you going to stay in, just watch nothing but football? What's on the docket? Well, I might attempt to leave the house because the problem was I was like, okay, I'll go to the grocery store today, but now it's snowing again. Because here's the thing, in Nashville or in Hendersonville, we don't have snow plows aplenty. Like, we are not equipped to handle this type of snow. Like, this is the most mm-hmm. snow. We were supposed to get this amount of snow for the entire year. We got it in, like, two days. So, normally we get, like, one to two inches. We got ten yeah. inches. So, it's just like our town's not super equipped to handle it. So, all of our roads are terrible. We have back roads. We have hills. So hopefully I get to leave the house, but if not, great. Have to figure out something with whatever food we have here. It's going to be, yeah. you know, peanut butter and banana or whatever I can find. Put Ooh. it in the blender, whatever. 
Oh, we did that last week. We made chili. It was actually pretty good. But we need to go to the grocery store, and it's snowing, so we're not getting there today. So we're just going to have to go with what we have. And it was like, hey, we got some ground beef. Look at that tomato sauce. Are those some black beans? Let's throw it together in a pot and see what we can do. It was actually very good, I have to say. Yeah, it was actually very good, I have to say. I I was stunned. We put a little, you know, some spices in there. I think she, the lovely Catherine, threw in something else. I don't know. I was surprised. I was like, I don't think it was going to be any good. And it was actually great. So I think that's what we're going to do this weekend. You don't want me cooking anything at all. Wait. It'll just be peanut. Yeah. So so it was marinara sauce. Or was it red? What was the sauce? Oh, it wasn't marinara. It was just like a tomato-like paste. Ah. Yeah. Okay, that is a difference. I thought you did marinara sauce with black beans. And I was like. No, 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 no. No, just like, <laughs> no, just like some broth, some tomato sauce. No, was it like marinara, like an Italian chili? No, <laughs> that was Italian that was, chili. <laughs> that's not a thing. That was not what we did this past weekend. Coming up next on Becky Daily, they didn't tell us what's coming up next. We're having some Google Docs issues, so they're going to talk sports. That's what I hear. A bunch of sports talk Ooh. coming up next on Becky Daily. Oh yeah, tons of sports. <laughs> if you missed our chat with Alex Gold from Six Ten Sports Radio in Kansas City, and our conversation with TJ Reeves, the Bucks sideline reporter, they gave us the inside scoop on what they expect to happen this weekend in the NFL playoffs. All you got to do is download and subscribe to the Daily Tip wherever you get your pods. Chelsea, it is that time. Let go. Time to place your bets. Yeah, let's go with a prop for divisional weekend. I'm going to go with Chiefs receiver Rasheed Rice over 68 uh, 68 and a half receiving yards for minus 110. Rasheed Rice has turned into the number one receiver in Kansas City. If you look at the targets last game, uh, had 12 targets, 130 yards. He's gone over the century mark in each of the last two games. And even looking at last week against the Dolphins, that was a super positive game script where the Chiefs were way ahead. I think we see Patrick Mahomes throwing the ball even more when it's a back-and-forth contest like we're expecting against the Bills. And even if the Chiefs are behind, that's even better. They need to throw the football even more. So I think Rasheed Rice is still kind of living a little bit under the radar. Plus, the Chiefs are not spreading the ball around like they used to. It is one or two targets that they can rely on. It's Rasheed Rice. It's Travis Kelsey. I'll go with a pretty low number on Rasheed Rice. Let's go over his receiving prop, 68 and a half receiving yards for minus 110. Chelsea, good luck on that bet. I'm so lame. Of course, I'm making a hockey bet. But 4-0 this week, so let's try to keep it going. Knock on wood. Islanders, Blackhawks, under six. We got to play the under again here. Once I just keep going unders here, but these are two really bad offensive teams. It's hard to imagine either squad here putting a biscuit in the basket. Chicago has scored a total of five goals in their last five games overall. Let me do the math. Beep, bop, boop, boop, boop. You mean they're averaging one goal per game in their last five? They're without Connor Bedard. We know that. On the flip side, the Isles. Also problems scoring as well. They have averaged less than two goals per game in their last six. Plus, they do have one of the best netminders in the game between the Fives and Ilya Sorokin. And if you want plus money, I might even bet under five and a half as well. As for this guy, under six minus 115 is to play in Chicago. 
Yay, more hockey. So thrilling. <laughs> Love that analysis. I can totally relate. Uh, yeah, that was Jenks hockey play. But what about the third member of our Best Bets crew, the Magic 8-Ball? Let us gaze upon the glorious Magic 8-Ball. Shall it fade or tail these noble betters? <laughs> All right, 8-Ball, how about we be in a good mood today since it's a Friday? Can we get a little support on our bets? Let's hear it. All right, Rasheed Rice, my best bet of the week and over 68 and a half receiving yards. Do we like it? Let's shake up the 8-Ball and see. 8-Ball says, it is decidedly so. We'll take oh, it. Yeah. Maybe the pep go. talk worked. All right, so how about Jenks's hockey play, which I definitely know by heart, and it's Blackhawks Islanders under six. 8-Ball, do we like it? 8-Ball says, we need an answer. Signs point to yes. Ooh, that's Excellent. two for two. Let's I go. could listen to you talk hockey all show long. Let's go. <laughs> Check out the A-Ball. Check out every show on the BetQL network at twitch.tv slash BetQL. Chelsea, I just have one bet on the card. I'm trying to finish for the winning week, but you are going back to the NFL, so let's hear it. Yeah, expecting fireworks, offensively speaking, in this Lions and Bucks game. I'm going to go with go both quarterbacks over their passing yardage props. Uh, let's go with Baker Mayfield over 256 and a half passing yards. He has gone over this in four of his last five. He's gone over 300 in some of these. And he's facing a Lions secondary that's giving up the second most yards per attempt of any secondary in the league. And if you look at quarterback yards per game, they're giving up the fourth most of any defense in the league. They just gave up uh, gave up over 300 to Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford had 367 passing yards last week. So let's go with Baker to continue to use those weapons to his advantage and go over. Also going to go with Jared Goff over his passing yardage prop. Had a monster game last time around against his Bucks secondary. Had over 300 yards passing. And also, the Bucks are one of those teams that give up a ton of passing yards to opposing quarterbacks. The second most of any defense in the NFL. Kind of a pass-funneling defense because they're good against the run. So expecting a back-and-forth contest in this game and both these quarterbacks to go over their passing yardage props. Let's go, Baker. Let's go, Jared Goff. All right. I like that. A full NFL card. All right, let's do your back your five-star best bet for insight, analysis, trends, everything you need to become a more informed and educated better. We got you covered. All you have to do is download the BetQL app. No Dongster today. He is sitting in the studio alone where he should be because that guy's been a bit of a perv for the past couple weeks. He needs to settle down, get his mind on track, so we're going to leave that guy alone. And the BetQL mainframe says Hawks at Heat over 226 and a hook. The Heat, well, particularly the Hawks, have been a big over team this season. And Bucks at Lions under 48 and a half. Let's find out what's coming up on BetQL Daily and join our good friend J-Rod. Jim Rodriguez, how you doing, man? I'm good, guys. How are you? What's going on? Happy Friday. Happy Friday. <laughs> How's everybody taking the Dolphins loss? Doesn't it feel like anticlimactic for a season that you, had you know, so much promise? It's so funny. It is if there's any more of a Miami thing than it is what the Dolphins just put up, right? All of a sudden, it's the guy pulling into the nightclub in the Ferrari with the with the Air Forces and and the sunglasses and the Rolex, mm -hmm. and then when the when the bill comes to for the bottle service, credit card declined, right? That's that's oh, that's no. typical. 
that's how it is here. I mean, I mean we're, we're talking to Tua get the extension. Is Mike McDaniel going to be on the hot seat? Hey, it gives us lots to talk about. But if is there any more Miami thing than that, right? <laughs> oh, that's true. Jim, I got to ask you, since you're mentioning Miami, and we talked about this just, I don't know, about 10 minutes ago. The Miami tied in, the Hurricanes tied in, Cam McCormick getting a ninth year of eligibility. Is this – is? I kind of feel like at some point we got to draw a line in the sand when someone is close to spending a decade in college. And I feel bad for guys that have injuries, but at some point, don't right. we need to sort of draw a close here maybe? Listen, if LeBron is waiting for Bronny, maybe he's waiting for his kid and they could play together. You know, they can go to class together. They can, they can do notes together. You know, they can, wait, what did you get for, for problem four? Well, I got this one. Well, I got X. And what we have to talk, you know, they can tutor. I think it's bonding. But yeah, think about it. I mean, this guy's got like, he's like a real, like these guys, he has a real job. He's like, he's like what is he, 40 years old, it seems like. But yeah, no, it, it, it's interesting. It's interesting. It, it, needless to say, but right. listen, well daily, we're going to get into all obviously divisional play. We're going to go heavy on props. And speaking of the Miami hurricane, why Mario Cristobal was doing his best. Nick Saban. It's, it's uh, pulling in on a helicopter uh, for a visit, by the way. Pretty oh, interesting. Mm. Oh, as a college football guy. I can't wait to hear that. I have not heard that story. Yeah. Jim, we appreciate the time. Have a great show and good to see you as always. All right, guys have a good weekend. You too. Chelsea, have you ever ridden in a helicopter? I Hell no. Those death traps? No, I haven't. Jeez. Why would I want to go on a helicopter? I'm just asking. I don't know. I've been in a fighter plane. I've been, I've gone skydiving. Never a helicopter. I don't don't think I need to do that. I'm kind of with you on that. That's going to do it for us on this edition of the Daily Tip from BetQL presented by BetMGM. She's Chelsea Messenger, Bill Roland, Matt Pisani, David Double D Dykstra, and the Chalk Donkey. I'm Michael Jenkins. Good luck on all of your bets. Have a great weekend. Stay fit and humble. You've been listening to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. If you missed any of the show, listen back anytime on the new and improved Odyssey app. 